that has a nude beach. It has a Ooh. pumpkin patch. Um, wow. A nude beach and a pumpkin patch. What more it's do you got, want? If you want like fresh fruit, there's like fruit stands out Keep there. Keep twirling weird. <laughs> The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 288. Keep Portland weird is the city's unofficial slogan and one that you'll hear many people say around Portland and you're going to hear a lot on this podcast. But Portland only finished 11th out of the top 51 largest cities in the United States in the City Vitals Weirdness Index. The weirdest city in the U.S.? You'll never, ever guess this. San Jose. I'm always so happy when I visit Portland. It's one of my favorite cities, if not my favorite city in the U.S. And a few of those reasons is it has some of my favorite things in the U.S. in it including my favorite ice cream, including one of my favorite breweries. I also have a bunch of good friends there. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. We're going to get into all of the reasons that I love Portland. But just know that when I'm in Portland, I'm really, really happy. And I'm even happier when I'm traveling with my Tortuga backpack and I'm in Portland because I have the best of both worlds. I have my favorite travel carry-on backpack with me. I'm in Portland. I get to eat ice cream. I get to have good beer. It's just a great day all around. So if you're looking for the best travel backpack, whether you're traveling to Portland, whether you're traveling to farther flung destinations, it doesn't matter. You want the best travel carry-on backpack, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget to use our special promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. And that means you have extra money for ice cream, beer, and coffee. Some of the best things that you can do in Portland. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone whose ice cream choice forced me to rethink everything about her, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. I don't know what you mean. Well, we'll be getting that in today's show, and a Portland native, someone who hasn't been back on the podcast for four whole years, and someone who rumor has it is trying to build the best scotch collection in all of Portland, Mr. Sean Ogle. Has it really been four years? Uh, maybe three and a half. It's been a while. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, Sean was one of our very first guests on the show, probably episode, let's say somewhere between 10 and 20. Now we're at 280 some. And before we even get started, let's set the scene for everyone, because lest they think this is a highly produced, very classy podcast, all three of us are sitting in our one bedroom in our house outside of Philadelphia, 
Heth, why are we all crammed into one bedroom with the air conditioner turned off? Well, the air conditioner has been turned off because Trav deemed it too loud that the microphones were picking it up, which makes his six and a half month pregnant wife very unhappy at the moment. And the rest of our house is currently under renovation or has a lot of construction equipment in it. Yes. So, so starting, so we had Sean here as a house guest. We're like, yeah, come stay with us in Philly, Sean. This will be great. Oh, by the way, they're going to be ripping out our kitchen starting Wednesday morning. Well, the good news is, is your six and a half month pregnant wife getting a new kitchen makes her happy. So even though the AC's turned off, you know, it's kind of a give and take we're going on here. A little yeah. give and take. This morning they started, they started ripping it out. And so our kitchen is no longer there. And all the stuff that was in our kitchen is in our living room, forcing us up to the second floor in one bedroom so we could record this podcast. But we're super excited to record it because we are, for the first time ever, doing a Destination Diary episode for the second time, and we are doing it for the city of Portland, and this is our updated Destination Diary episode. So if you've never listened to this before, our Destination Diary episodes are like an on-the-ground travel guide for that city or region where we give you all the things that we like, didn't like, and kind of in today's um, show, a local's perspective as well, since Sean's with us. So we'll talk all about all those things, and then at the end of the show, we'll give you the one thing that you can't miss the one thing that maybe you could skip if you came to Portland, and one thing that each of us wishes we had done that we haven't done in Portland, and it'll be really feel, uh, fun to hear yours, Sean, because you've lived there for how many years now? Like 10 years. I need to come up with a good answer for this, because I know there's some floating out there. Yeah. So let's start off with, when you get to Portland, it's divided into kind of some distinct regions. So if someone's looking to come into Portland, they're like, all right, you know, I've got these options of where I can stay, the Northwest, the Northeast, the Southwest, the Southeast. What is it? How does it kind of break down, especially from from your perspective of someone who lives there? Totally. Well, one of the coolest parts about Portland is that each different neighborhood has its own distinct feel. And so you have a different experience depending on where you are. Um, so it a lot of it depends on what you're looking for. You know, downtown Portland is, you know, not necessarily anything overly special. Like we have some of the shopping stuff there, but you know, there's a few hotels, but it's more of the business district as it is in a lot of different cities. Uh, the Pearl district, which is just kind of adjacent to, to downtown is where you'll find a lot of the higher end condos, some of the nicer restaurants, uh, Northwest Portland or Northwest 23rd is actually the area that I live in. And again, an area where you'll find, you know, it's a little less Portlandy when you think of like, keep Portland weird. Like this is like, a little bit more of the normal area. Um, are you saying that you're normal? I'm saying... Or are you the one trying to keep Northwest weird? <laughs> I'm saying as far as Portland goes, I'm relatively normal. Gotcha. But, um, you know, you can go to the Northeast where like the Alberta Arts District is, you know, one of the more unique areas. There's a lot of, uh, you know, local galleries, you know, great restaurants, great bars. Uh, but that's where you're going to find some of the kind of weirder Portland quirks. Uh, Belmont Hawthorne or, uh, division are some of the trendier, uh, neighborhoods on the East side. So on the East side, you're definitely going to get more of that traditional Portland vibe than you will on the West side. Yeah. And we've stayed at this point in every area other than I guess downtown. So we've stayed in the Northwest. We stayed the first time we went had was at the Northwest hostel, which when it's, we stayed there, not as nice. Now they've really revamped it and made it 
really, I mean, they've taken over a few buildings and actually built out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I believe it's much nicer now. So that's basically the Pearl District. We're getting towards the Pearl. And then, yeah, we've never stayed downtown, actually. And then other times we've stayed in the Northeast, quite a bit of time in the Northeast. And then one time we stayed in the Southeast for just like three nights. Kind of like in that Hawthorne-Belmont yeah. area. Yeah. So getting down into the Southeast, but, um, but we don't know that near as well. One of the cool things, I mean, the reason that we spent so much time in Portland, this last trip to Portland was pretty funny because we were going to go for a week and then we decided to stay for a couple more days and a couple more days and a couple more days. And those couple more days turned into almost three, three weeks. whole weeks in Portland. And so we really got a pretty, pretty good feel for Portland. But the reason that we kept staying, other than you, Sean, other than you, Naturally. which yeah, which goes without saying, was the fact that there are so many awesome places to eat and drink in Portland. I think it totally punches above its weight for a city of its side, wh- size when it comes to eating and drinking options. Well, the story that I like to tell is this is probably about a year and a year and a half ago. A uh, reporter for the Washington Post spent a year and he's like, I am going to go and I'm going to find the best food cities in America. And rather than just going for a day or two, he went for like extended periods of time to 23 cities in the United States to find what the best cities are. And he ranked them from one to 23. And I bet you can guess where I'm going with this. The very best uh, food and drink city in America, he declared was Portland. So that guy, uh, that guy is a tough game. You're probably the only person with a better job than him, I think. I don't know about that. You guys have it pretty good as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things, as we said, we love to do is eat and drink in Portland. And I, I think he's right on the mark when it comes to that, because there's so many different options, so many unique places. And I love that the, the Portland vibe that... Everyone in Portland wants to support local. I mean, this goes for artists and stuff like that, too, but especially the food scene. You know, people are pretty rabid when it comes to supporting the local food there. Yeah. If you want to go out to breakfast on a weekday, there's an hour and a half wait. I mean, people are going out all the time for basically every meal. It's pretty surprising. I was going to say the one downside to Portland, the the one thing that I don't (laughs) like about Portland is the brunch scene. <laughs> I don't understand it. We were there on a well, Tuesday. Well, we like the brunch yeah. scene. We don't like the wait for the brunch scene. I like the brunch food. I don't like I don't like the wait. So we were there on a Tuesday and we tried to go to four different brunch spots and every single place had a 45 minute wait. On it's, a Tuesday at 10 p at 10 a.m. It's kind of true, but that goes to show how good so many of our brunch restaurants are. Uh, for all the people that are listening, because I know people are going to be thinking this, they're going to say, is Portlandia actually like Portland? And I thought of this because there was an episode with like eight, 10 hour long brunch lines. <laughs> and there's there's a little bit of truth in almost all of the over the top ridiculous jokes of Portland. And that is that's a great example of one. Yeah. One of our favorite places, we'll get into some specifics now when it comes to restaurants, was we did it. We actually got into brunch the one the one time we went to brunch and actually we're able to have brunch out of the three that we wanted to go. We got to go to a place right on Mississippi Ave, which is kind of that new hip quarter over the Northeast. Yeah. One of the cool parts about Mississippi is it's actually one of the most accessible areas from downtown. Uh, you can hit a lot of surface traffic if you're going out to Alberta or, you know, Division or Hawthorne or Belmont. Um, but, you know, it's very easy if you take 405. It's It takes you like five minutes from downtown. So that's kind of one of the more easy ones to get to. And I guess you can also hit the max as well, which that'll take you what on the interstate and then you can walk over to Mississippi as well. So it's what, five minutes? Seven yeah, something, something like, that. like that. But we went to, I, I don't know, Had you loved, we both love this place, but you were especially fond of gravy. 
Yeah, it was so good. We someone told us to go to Gravy, and we went the very first morning that we were in Portland. And fortunately, it wasn't a very long wait. It was only maybe twenty minutes, and I got some of the best French toast I've ever eaten in my life. It was so delicious, and it was huge. I got the half portion, and I could barely finish it. So if you go and you get the whole portion, it's three humongous pieces of French toast. Do you have other recommendations for brunch? I mean, I know there's a ton of great spots, but what are some of your faves? So Mother's right downtown is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, they have, they call it the mom, the mother of the month, where they'll have a a recipe from a local mom that was sent in that they recreate. Um, another one of those, because it's downtown, it's near a lot of hotels and things like that. It, it definitely has a wait almost any day on weekends. It gets crazy. Um, but... Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's like the the scramble that they normally have that has like prosciutto and garlic and parmesan is absolutely amazing. Awesome. Um, Screen Door is Screen a Door. Port- Portland institution. Kind totally, of. totally worth the wait. The chicken and waffles are absolutely unbelievable and also a great dinner as well. So if you get there kind of right at five or whenever it opens, sometimes you can get a little bit luckier with the table. Um, but that's definitely one that you want to try and get there as soon as it opens, uh, either for brunch or dinner, because it'll be a wait yeah when we talk about portland as well another favorite of mine as as listeners know and as heather knows very well is happy hour because i love going getting good deals on everything you know i like the idea of happy hour because you're getting out and drinking and eating earlier than everyone else but also the fact that portland has some absolutely incredible deals when it comes to happy hour and they're running it's not happy hour in portland it's like happy four hours or happy six hours it's awesome yeah the great thing about portland is you can go like you know, because just about every restaurant has a happy hour, that means that all the restaurants are trying to to compete. So if they want to get people in, they have to offer something. So you can often go to, you know, 90% of the best restaurants in town and you can eat for a third of the price as a full dinner, but get a lot of the, the same experience. Do you have a few places for happy hour that you specifically love? Oh, I've got so many. Um, one, which is uh, called Paley's Place. It's on Northwest 21st in Overton. Uh, that was one of the first restaurants that put, truly put uh, Portland on kind of the culinary map. Uh, Vitaly Paley is like one of the like most well-known chefs in the city. And if you go for, for dinner, it's going to be a very expensive meal. But you can go for happy hour for eight bucks. You can get their bacon cheeseburger, which is one of the absolute best burgers in the city uh you can get a six dollar hemingway old-fashioned or hemingway daiquiri or old-fashioned that are both excellent um and that's definitely one that i would uh, highly recommend um if you're staying downtown and you want some views of the city it's not necessarily the best food or drink happy hour uh but departure on top of the nines hotel is one of the few true like rooftop bars that we have um you know it gets a little sceny and you get a lot of tourists but um if you're just coming to portland and you want kind of a unique uh vista that's definitely a place worth checking out um, and then another favorite of mine, and this one's going to fly a little bit under the radar, but I think it's kind of cool. It's called Uptown Billiards Club. Uh, they have a great happy hour. It's right off uh, 23rd and Burnside. 
And it's a like very old school pool hall. Even a lot of Portland people don't know about it, but it's very elegant, um, unbelievable happy hour, great food at great prices. And one special thing they do is they do a five course tasting menu um, that's all built around a specific ingredient and it changes every month. So it'll be a five course dinner built around strawberries or chocolate or rhubarb. That's sweet. Um, and, you know, it gets a little bit pricey, but they do wine pairings and everything. So that's not necessarily a happy hour thing. Uh, but it's uh, definitely kind of a unique and fun thing to do in Portland. I feel like Sean was holding out on us because you didn't mention any of those places when we were in Portland. Well, maybe it, maybe <laughs> I maybe I told Sean not to mention them because you know how much I love going back to Portland. I was like, wait till we record this episode and maybe I'll be able to pull Heather back to Portland like next week or well, something do, like do that. Well, do we want to talk about all of the great places I did take you to? <laughs> we we yes, will. It's Let's, true. We'll, it's true. I, I threw them under the bus. We had a great time and Sean took us to some really awesome places. That's just the thing with Portland that there are so many. You couldn't do it all in three weeks. Right. Like even one of our favorite happy hours when we were there last time, this place called Bricks Tavern, which is right there in the Pearl, you know, $5 margaritas and mason jars, like, you know, pub food, but higher level upscale pub food for like three, four, five, six bucks, little plates. We didn't even hit up and we were there for three weeks and we didn't even make it to Bricks' happy hour because we were busy trying all the other ones. So yeah, no shortage of options. Some of the places that you did take us to that we liked, and including one of your favorites, and we did hit for happy hour, yes. was the Mediterranean Exploration Company. Yes. That place was so great. We went there the first time just for happy hour, and we only got like two or three things, and everything was delicious. The pita bread that comes right out of the oven was so hot and fresh with this amazing baked feta dish. And I mean, it was so good that we made... Sean and his wife Tate go back with us for dinner even though Sean was like well we could try somewhere new so it's my own fault I was like no I want to go back to MedEx for dinner because we only did the happy hour and that's one of my absolute favorites it's owned by uh, the same people that own Toro Bravo and Tasty and Alder and Tasty and Sons so those are some of the more popular touristy restaurants for for people to come to in Portland but I feel like MedEx is one that doesn't necessarily get talked about as much but is just as good so definitely worth checking out yeah I went Three times I went to MedEx three times <laughs> in three weeks. In three weeks, when it really started, it was really three times in in like two weeks. And everyone knows how much I love trying new places, but it was it was that good. And the happy hour specials are great, and the the full dinner is great as well. And it's the place where I've disliked olives the least. Does that make sense? Dislike them the least. Yeah. So you don't like olives. I still don't like olives, but I disliked, I hated those olives the le- the less than I ever <laughs> hated any other olives. So there you go. If you hate olives, you can still go try these olives out. I don't know. And the baked feta, as Heather mentioned, was, was pretty damn good. What else how, did we go to that you would recommend, Heather? Well, we did hit up a lot of pizza spots. So if we want to just like dig right into some of my favorite pizza places and of course, I mean, we're 15 minutes in. We haven't even talked pizza yet. What type of podcast is this guys? Um, I love pizza. I think it's no secret if you've ever listened to this podcast before. And we went to, uh, I think four different pizza places. And I think that my favorite was the, was Ken's Ken's artisan, pizza and bakery and we didn't even know about it and we were planning to go also on happy hour like we stumbled upon this happy hour and it was like what the peach was like seven bucks or something or eight bucks i don't know like the the regular margarita yeah was was really inexpensive so yeah we were at a brewery and one of our we i mentioned maybe getting pizza and going to a different pizza restaurant i had heard about and our friend was like you have to try ken's and so we happened to be like a 10 minute walk from the location 
I'm like, sold, let's go. So we went there and it was really delicious. I think my favorite that I had in Portland. We also went to Lovely's 5050, yep. I think it's called. And that's on Mississippi And as that's well. on Mississippi, which Trav was not so impressed with it. it w- I don't know, Sean, have you ever been there? It's been a long time. I It's been three years, so I couldn't speak to it. it yeah. The, my issue with it is not that it, well, A, I didn't like the pizza that much. So I guess <laughs> that was my main issue. And it was so hyped up. That I thought, all right, this this is going to live up to hype. The pizza was like twenty bucks, and I thought Ken's was better. And I just, okay, we I, did, also- I don't know why it was so hyped up. And they also supposedly had amazing ice cream, which was good. You and we're going to talk a little bit about snob. ice cream. You are an ice cream of snob. I'm going to say this about Lovely's Fifty Fifty. It is a cool spot, and they have very unique pizza. I'm talking right. about really obscure vegetables, and even one of the pizzas had edible flowers on them. So it's kind of just a cool experience. I thought the pizza was good. So did everyone else we went with other than Travis. Um, tough critic over he's here. He's a tough critic. So I wouldn't say you have to make it there. But if you want to try out lots of different pizza places, it's definitely worth it. And then my other shout out would be to the pizza at the Pine Street Market. That pizza is super delicious. I love that pizza. Yeah. So I what believe that that's called? Yes. And it's by a restaurateur who Ken has... Forkish, I think. Thing. Yeah, I has could be other locations, yeah. um, other restaurants in Portland. So it's it's really good pizza, and you can get a whole pizza. Or you can get just one slice. Absolutely. So here's the question I have for you: Did you guys go to Oven and Shaker? We did not. I actually sat at Oven and Shaker and watched someone else eat pizza after we <laughs> went to Mediterranean really? Exploration Company. You and I, Sean, and then I went over there and people were eating. I'm like, no, 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 but it looked fantastic. Yeah, so you want to? They have a, a very good happy hour. You can get some really good cocktails for like seven bucks. Uh, their spicy salami pizza is on happy Ooh. hour. It used to be ten dollars during happy hour. Might be a little bit more now, but it's a spicy salami with honey drizzled over the top. Oh, of it. that sounds amazing. Uh, my wife and I. This is like a monthly excursion for us. We go get cocktails, a kale salad. And a spicy salami pizza, and it is unbelievable. We also Bye. went. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I want to like, eat that right now. All right. Now. <laughs> well, I guess we're going get on the plane. We're going back to Portland. We went to Life of Pie too. Um, that's a pizza place right on Mississippi. I didn't think the pizza was near as good as the eh. few places that we just mentioned, but it was five dollars on Happy Hour. Again, this Happy Hour. I forgot we went to so many Happy Hours, but now that we're thinking about it, but it was five bucks on Happy Hour. So for five dollars. Can't go too far wrong. Yeah, you really can't go wrong if, if you're by there. So we did a lot of pizza, but we also did a lot of other food as well. Some of our favorites, well, I'll let you talk to the place that you made us go back to on our very last day there because you like the sandwich so much. Okay, well, I wanted to go to brunch and when we went to four different places right. and they said it was going to be an hour and you know I'm pregnant and the other person I was with is also pregnant. And we're like, give us food now. Yeah. So we went to... We didn't have much choice here. Yeah. Laurelhurst Market, it's called. Laurelhurst Market, yeah. Um, which is also an amazing restaurant that Sean can attest to because he's been there for dinner. Yep. But during the day, we they just have their deli open and they have amazing sandwiches. They're on the list for like the best, one of the best sandwiches in Portland. And I had, I went twice again in like a week <laughs> and I had their Italian sandwich and one time in their turkey sandwich the other time and both were just amazing so good yeah and you want to talk about really good sandwiches Lardo has some of the Very best true. sandwiches 
in the world as far as i'm concerned there's two locations one right downtown uh one over on the east side on hawthorne i believe mm-hmm. uh worth the trip i was just there a couple weeks ago and i forgot how good it was yeah we went the last time we were in portland we didn't make it this time and, and it was very good i know and that's what's funny and that's why we wanted to update the destination diary and do a new one because there are so many places that we went to last time that we thought all right well we're of course going to go back to them especially when we had hip stay in three weeks and we just hit up so many new places that we never got to them but yeah lardo very good and Laurelhurst Market, we went and it was, as we said, we went for lunch and it's a deli and it's just kind of bare bones, no frills deli in a really nice part of town though, Laurelhurst, and we'll get to some activities, but Laurelhurst Park is really pretty and right there. But then you told us that's one of the best steakhouses in the in the in all of Portland was Laurelhurst Market. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a steakhouse in the traditional sense. It doesn't feel like you go in and like you're being like served like by waiters and tuxedos. If you want that, go to Ringside Uptown. That's probably the most like traditional steakhouse in Portland. But you know, this is kind of a modern Portland take on it, and they've got unbelievable meat and steaks, and is a, a great choice. Yeah, and that and and a really cool area of town. Again, if you're walking around or biking around, like just a nice, pretty area to go to. Um, and we went to Laurelhurst Market twice. We also went to a place based on your recommendation that we liked as well, another Mediterranean place. I thought Mediterranean Exploration Company was a little better than this, but we went to Tusk as well. And I don't know which you favorite had. Well, the second time we went to Mediterranean Exploration, they were out of the baked feta. So I don't know. Deal breaker. It was a deal breaker. Tusk was really awesome because the decor inside Tusk really spoke to me. And I think that your wife also, Tate, she, she would agree with that. loves the vibe in that place. It's very open and like cool and breezy and just beautiful. And the food was very good. I think I liked Mediterranean Exploration better, but either one you can't you can't really yeah randomly i've actually been to both of them multiple times in the last two months <laughs> and i would agree that both times i thought mediterranean exploration company was better uh, yep. the vibe inside tusk is very good it's still a great restaurant mm-hmm. it's you know it's beautiful they've got good yep. cocktails but medx for me just always nails it I, yeah do I people I call agree. it medx like no i think just you guys okay yeah. it's, well it's, it's so much easier as as all right it's so much easier I, I started saying it to them like medx medx and then i thought People should say this, but then I hear no one else say it. We'll, we'll <laughs> go with it. Medax. All right. We also went to a really neat place. One of the last, uh, we did a big dinner with a big, with a group of people. I think there was 10 or 12 of us that you set up, Sean. And we went to a place called the Harry Lobster, yep. which I loved and thought was absolutely fabulous. Yeah. So it's kind of a, like almost like a Northwest tapas type thing. you know, it's everything's family style. It's all meant to share. Um, as you guys might've learned, like anything kind of small plates, tapas styles, my favorite way to eat. I love trying everything. Um, so that's, what's great about Mediterranean exploration company. Uh, that's, what's great about the Harry lobster. Uh, that's, what's great about like Toro Bravo, which is another one that, you know, is, uh, is fairly well known. Um, but yeah, you know, it's really convenient. It's right in the middle of the Pearl district. Um, and always a good choice. Is there anything else that we're missing, Heather or Sean? I mean, I know you probably have a few other favorites. We'll let you give some of your favorites when it comes to restaurants. I mean, we've hit a lot. One thing I guess we should mention even before we get into that is the the food cart scene is something that Portland's known for. And it is hard to go wrong when you eat at the food carts. 
Um, obviously, some are better than than others. And my favorite one, the PBJ Grilled, which if you guys listen to the other one, I, I absolutely raved about this peanut butter and jelly food truck. It's no longer a food truck, but apparently they're opening like a brick and mortar, yep. a real restaurant at some point. Do you have any favorite food cor- food carts or anything like that? Oh, totally. I mean, first, if you go to the ones on 10th and Alder downtown, that's the big, it's like two blocks of food trucks. And you can literally find, uh, you know, food from any country in the world, any type of cuisine you could want. Uh, one of the, a couple of the more well-known ones that are definitely worth checking out are Nong's Cow Mangai. Uh, so it's literally Thai chicken and rice, but it is just like you're in Thailand. It is absolutely delicious and worth getting. And she's got a few spots around town now. Also, the whole bowl is another one that's basically uh, rice bowls with kind of a special like teeny-ish kind of sauce with, uh, you know, vegetables and things like that. That's, you know, kind of healthier, but also delicious. Uh, so those are a couple of the ones that, uh, that we go to on a fairly regular basis. And speaking of healthy, we went to a place two or three times. Like we were eating a lot of... I. Well, not we. I was eating more ice cream than Heather. I was drinking more beer than Heather, especially. <laughs> and we had to make, we had to health it up a little bit, right, during our time in Portland. So we found a place right on Mississippi again in that corridor uh, for salads that we really, really like. Yeah, it's called Crisp, and they make humongous salads. Humongous. Hum- you know, custom like, ordered. They like two even, meal salads, unless yes, you're really hungry. Like yes. I finished it the one time, I could but never I finish mine, and I'm pregnant, and I couldn't finish it. So they also even ask you how small or large you want everything chopped up into that's impressive which is really cool yeah, she's like how do you want it chopped i'm like, like what do you mean she's like large big fork size regular fork size like really thinly size. shaved stuff I'm yeah like, regular bite-sized every yeah. time it's like a chopped salad so every bite you take is perfect you don't have to cut it and have salad hanging out of your mouth anyway that place was great and i also really liked the smoothie and acai bowl place i think it's called cure is that right yeah k-u-r-e Yes. Yeah, there's a few locations, one being in Pine Street Market and then another one, I think, in the Pearl. But that place is awesome. Really fresh, amazing smoothies and bowls. Yeah, when I want like green juice or green Mm -hmm. smoothies, that is 100% the place I go. Totally. When I want tacos, I would go to Queso Broso. So before we get off food, I I would go to Porque No. Okay, so we went to both. <laughs> we we went to both. Queso Broso was right on Mississippi, but it's a tiny little food truck there. And our buddy was like, you have to get these. They have the best pastor tacos in the world. I'm like, all right. We had spent some time in Austin with him and probably gone to about 10 taco trucks. So I knew that he knew what he was talking yeah. about when it came to tacos. So we went to this place. And sure enough, I, I apparently you have to get there really early because I run out of pastor. And these were the best pastor tacos I think I've ever had. What? So, ever in your life? They were They were like gristlier and like i know that sounds bad but not when you're looking for a really a pastor taco they were <laughs> very very good so queso broso is a cool little spot there um we did go to porque no as well the, the one down on division i think they have two or three locations uh, there's one on hawthorne and there's one on mississippi I okay uh hawthorne yeah we went one to we the went one to. on right. hawthorne yeah and it was it was good i like them too um it was of course it's portland so it was a wait we waited for like 45 minutes um, but I, I agree. I, I mean, I liked Porcano. I think Queso Broso. I don't know. We didn't wait. Well, I haven't so. been to Queso Broso, so I'm, right. I'm going to have to go check it out. All right. So there's, there's our the tip to you, Queso Broso. Um, I, I think Porcano is better in my opinion. Did you, but you didn't even eat a Queso Broso. But I eat other things. Okay. Well, I tried the, I had guacamole and chips at Queso Broso, which were not that great. No. And then I had guacamole and chips at 
Porque no, and they were much better. You go to Queso Broso for the past tour okay, tacos. I don't know if you go for anything else. Thank I think. you, Heather, for uh, backing me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, Two against no one. No problem. Just try them both, guys, when you go. Um, it's just tacos. You can eat as many as you want, right? You don't really get full. Any other restaurants that we got to hit up before we move on to desserts? Yeah. So just <laughs> one I want to mention, because one of the cool things about Portland is, you know, keep Portland weird. You know, every like there's a lot of places in Portland that just do things a little bit different than what you might see elsewhere. So if you want something different and you're feeling adventurous, I would recommend you go to Tanuki. It is out in the Monte Montevilla Montevilla neighborhood, which is like 80th and Morrison ish. 80th Whoa. is dark. I don't even know where that is. Yeah, I've biked all around Portland. <laughs> I never. I made it out to 82nd, but not. So 80th and the Morrison. Country Cat, which if you're in the airport, that's like really, really well known for their southern food and their fried chicken. So okay. the original one is right out, kind of next door to this. Uh, but it's a local chef. Her name is Janice Martin. This place is. Unlike any place you've ever been, you walk in and it looks like the whole place has been like closed down. It's like a rundown little like strip mall. Like you think there's nothing there and you walk in and I'm loving it, this already and it doesn't feel a whole lot different except there's a bunch of like Japanese zombie porn on the TVs. <laughs> it's like super weird. Um, but basically you go in and it's, um, you know, a Japanese, it's not a sushi place. It's a Japanese restaurant. And the best way to order is to go omakase. So you can pick, pick the number. It's anywhere from like 20, 25 up to like $35, uh, for how much each person wants to spend. And they will just bring out plates and plates and plates of food. And it'll be everything like, and it's kind of like Japanese Korean mix. Um, and they'll bring out everything from like, octopus salad to jellyfish to hanger steak to king crab i mean it's like some things that are really weird some things that are are super normal all extremely well done and what's kind of cool about this was it was originally supposed she wanted to open up a sake bar or not even a sake bar a sake store and she wanted to sell this like really really high quality sake that you couldn't find else anywhere else in portland and somehow it evolved into more of a restaurant became known as the restaurant but it has got the best selection of sake in the city and if you go there, like often she'll just start like pouring you stuff. Like when we were there, she was like, I think she might have been a little bit drunk. We were the only ones in there. <laughs> uh, just had an unbelievable dinner and a very odd, weird vibe kind of place that is truly Portland. So if you want something weird and you're an adventurous eater, that's where I would go check out. So best cool. sake, All right. great food. You can pick out your price point and Japanese zombie porn. Literally, like that's yeah. it's like I, Japanese zombie more movies that are like borderline he, pornos. He was holding out on us. Yeah, <laughs> he was sure. holding for out. Sure. On us. Next time, so we got food there. We got to talk dessert, um, and then we'll roll through drinks and everything like that. But dessert, <laughs> I, I mean, one of the reasons I go to Portland is to get ice cream and my favorite ice cream in the world. And to this day, still, it held up. Um, we went, I don't know, five or six times. We went so uh, many we went times. about we... fifteen pounds worth of weight on me. Uh, uh, worth of ice cream I ate there was at Salt and Straw. Yeah, we hit it pretty hard the first like week and a half and then we had to take a little break and not have any for a week and then we got it again a few times before we left. So, so Salt and Straw, still my favorite ice still, cream. Still, I, don't I know. think I have to agree with you that it's the best. It's really good. I was just in Columbus, Ohio before I came here and there's another local place called Jenny's, which I guess is, you know, expanded into a bunch of cities. It was kind of like, it felt like the Midwest version of salt and straw. Right. And I gotta say it was delicious, but I still think I give salt and straw the nod. Yeah. I think salt and straw and Jenny's are my one and two when I talk about my favorite ice cream in the world. So both amazing choices, but you have salt and straw, a couple locations there in Portland. 
Um, usually a weight, although I will say the one on Alberta has much less of a weight than the one on Northwest. The one in on Northwest 23rd will pretty much always have an hour long wait, which is a bummer because it's the one that's closest to me. Uh, also fun fact, the salt and straw whiz bang bar is in Pine Street Market, which we mentioned. It is the only salt and straw that does frozen yogurt instead of ice cream. Uh, and almost always the best thing to get there is the non dairy option. It's like a sorbet kind of thing that whatever it is, it is probably going to be unbelievable. It's what Tate gets every time, and I get chocolate, and then I always regret not getting what she got. <laughs> so, yeah, Whiz Bang Soft Serve, which we did hit up this time. So I've now eaten at every single Salt and Straw in Portland, plus the one in L.A. So I'm wow. making my what way through. All that. I, wow. I, yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. I'd, li- I'd like some applause for that. Uh-huh. The reason at the top of the show that I mentioned that your choice of ice cream I kind of threw me back a little about. bit was I love Salt and Straw, like Salt and Straw till I die. We went to a place that's you know, compared to Salt and Straw, a lot is an artisanal place in Portland called 50 Licks. And you said that you might like 50 Licks better. I did not say I liked 50 Licks better. I said I liked the coffee ice cream better at 50 Licks. So Salt and Straw, I love and I do think it is the best ice cream in in the world. But they Thank got you. rid of some of my favorite flavors. One of them being the um, the one with Petunia's Bakery. Petunia's it tastes bakery. like a coconut, oh, yeah. like that Girl Scout coconut cookie, the Samoa. Yes, Samoa. got it. And they had it for it years, fabulous. and then it's no longer on the menu. And I'm a really big chocolate lover, and I'm a really big coffee lover. So I tried their, you know, Salt and Straw, the Woodblock chocolate or whatever it's called, and or the freckled chocolate. And I tried their coffee and I just, you know, it was very good. But then I went to 50 Licks and I tried the same combination of their like chocolate as F-U-C-K. They use bad language at 50 (laughs) Licks too. I don't know. Can I condone that? Yeah. Um, I had their like super chocolate ice cream with their, or their their super chocolate ice cream with their, a scoop of their coffee ice cream. And it was amazing. It's amazing. I'm going to have to go try that. Yeah. But I can't attest to any of the other flavors, and I have tried every single flavor at Salt and Straw. So I have to say, Salt and Straw still wins, but 50 Licks is a good option, especially if you really want like a crazy chocolate. Yeah. You have, and you have you do have Salt and Straw. You have 50 Licks, which was very good. Again, and when I'm comparing it to Salt and Straw, it's tough, but still a very good ice cream place. Um, we talked about Lovely's Fifty Fifty. That pizza place ha- also has very good ice cream. Although they gave you such small portions, I kind of had to dock them for that. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, Come on. I get you there. I give get, me, give I... me some more. You know, I'm paying like Try, five bucks. Not a fan bucks. of Lovely's Lovely's Fifty Fifty. Not a fan of we Lovely's Fifty Fifty. And but we did get to a, we did go to a new place. I went two nights in a row. Then when we were down there, and that's called um, that was called Cool Moon, right down in the Pearl, in the Pearl District. Yep. Yeah, and I, that was not near as hyped and not as artisanal or and. Uh, things like that, but very, very Still good ice cream. Good. Yeah. So I'm going to throw uh, two other recommendations out there because oh people boy. are going to want to know. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about ice cream. Uh, first off, donuts. Voodoo donuts is mm-hmm. what gets all the love. Like, it's like a mm-hmm. must-see when you're in Portland. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure why, but that's what it gets the reputation yep. for. Uh, if you want to go to Voodoo to say you did it and get the pink box, that's great. But if you actually want the best donuts, go to Blue Star. Blue uh, that is, you know, there's a few of them. There's one in Mississippi. There's one in Northwest. Probably one downtown and a few. I think others, there's but, one. There's yeah. one out on um, 43rd and Division or something. I yeah. had, and I Hawthorne. had Blue Star and it was very good. I only had their like original glazed, which yeah. I think is like the one to get. And it was delicious. But I have to say that my favorite is Pips Original Donuts. Ooh, Pips is is very good as well. It is something special. They just make these little mini donuts, yep. and they have only a few flavors and. 
And, you know, one of them has Nutella on them. One of them has cinnamon sugar there. I love them and they make them fresh when you order them, which is like kind of my go to thing when it comes to donuts, because if they're hot and fresh, I always think they're better than any other donut. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with both of you. Pips and Blue Star crushed voodoo. I don't understand why voodoo is popular. I, I well, don't get it. Well, it's like kind of kitschy. I don't want Fruit Loops on yeah. my donut. And I like Fruit Loops. And I like Do donuts. Yeah. <laughs> but I, well, I mean, I like Fruit Loops enough. I just didn't. For me, I don't understand voodoo. Yeah. We haven't gone since the very first time we were in Portland. Again, you know, I think yeah. everyone I, I think yeah. you can skip the, that's one line you can skip. And then, you know, finally, and we want with you guys, uh, if you want like a decadent dessert and you want to go mm. for like oh, yeah. real dessert spot, Papa Hayden's, uh, there's two locations. Mm-hmm. One on Northwest 23rd, and I can't remember where the other one is, but unbelievable assortment of large, delicious, decadent desserts. So if you're looking for like an after dinner, mm-hmm. like, you know, not late night, but kind of, you know, after the fact, um, that's worth checking out. Or the crepes at Lay Happy, which is a oh. favorite of Tate and I's. Um, you know, it's kind of in a weird location under yeah, the bridge in a slab town. So kind of a area in between the Pearl and Northwest. Okay. But um, I highly recommend the banana Nutella crepe. Ooh. Yeah. And if you want to do yeah. it, if, if you want to skip dinner and do a dessert bang bang, which I'm a big <laughs> fan of the bang bangs, which do you know what a bang bang is? I do not. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could go a lot of different ways with that. Good thing that you weren't thinking that way. But bang bang, essentially, Louis C.K. does a stand up routine about this. And it's when you go and eat two full like whether it's like a bang bang lunch or a bang bang dinner you're not going to one place and eating a little plate he's you do one whole dinner and then you go somewhere else and have another whole dinner or like one whole <laughs> lunch and another whole lunch you're, Although, you're essentially eating twice trav and i do cheat we don't actually usually eat two full meals sometimes yeah, I, we'll, I try to we'll share and we'll share so it's not like so if you want to do a dessert bang bang, bang, bang bang you've got salt and straw and papa hayden's right next to each other essentially up on northwest 20 pretty close and this this is a podcast about saving money and we're we're talking yeah. about the, the <laughs> i mean hey dude, the dinner got, bang bangs the, the dinner, the di- well, we, we like to do happy hour we like to do happy hour bang bangs see there you go there's value everywhere you now we're getting there's there. value everywhere you go talking about drinking and happy hours let's get into drinking we'll talk a bit about breweries and then we've got a man who loves his cocktails here so you can tell us about some of the fa- uh, your favorite cocktails but when it comes to drinking we've got a few um breweries to mention here because portland known for their beer and just an ever-expanding beer scene like a lot of cities but even more so it just i mean there's so many new ones opening and i kind of wanted to do an updated portland destination diary just so i could mention this brewery because it's one of my favorite in the world now do you like beer yeah a little too much interesting um and it's called great notion brewing and talk about bang bangs my favorite my favorite beer Ice cream bang bang in the world, <laughs> salt and straw, great notion, literally within a block of each other on Northeast Alberta Street of like, what is it, 23rd in Alberta. I, I, li- I was in heaven our very last day because I went and got salt and straw, ran over, got a beer, and then we went and got on the plane. I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say that every single time I saw Travis in Portland, all he was doing was talking about great notion. It, <laughs> that should tell you something. It is. And, and the dude, the brewers are from Philly, so a little bit of hometown love there, but their beer is absolutely phenomenal. And the food is very good there, and it's just a cool vibe, really laid back. Beers are like four or five bucks. You can do a bunch of tasters. I just Everything they do there, I really, really love like including some really really phenomenal hazy ipas and some sours so definitely my favorite brewery in portland is great notion but there's a lot of other ones including a place that you just loved the turkey sandwich so much well yeah even though you couldn't drink you wanted to keep going to this yeah i mean if i'm not gonna drink i'm gonna eat so we went to um 
Ex Novo. Ex Novo, um, which is kind of, it's not in the northeast or southeast. It's like in the middle of those two Yeah, places. it's it's, it's weird. You know where it is right off of the 405 ramp, I think. Right. I think it's in that weird little area yeah. right at the bottom of the northeast. A little industrial. But they had, I think, pretty good beer, right? And they had yeah. like Oh, prickly, Ex Novo had great beer. Prickly yeah. pear pinkish beer that everybody was raving about like a sour beer um and it was super hot so that was like definitely the kind of beer you wanted to be drinking but yeah their food was awesome i got that turkey sandwich two different times yes you did <laughs> yeah both times you went there yeah really cool brewery non-profit also which is pretty unique um where all everything obviously any of the profits they make that then uh donate i can't remember what the charity was that they work with but totally non-profit cool vibe cool place also something that will soon matter a lot to us it's a f- like a family owned and operated place they had in the restrooms diapers and changing tables because they support families uh, going to breweries nice and I look who's like, got her eye know, out waddling in with my pregnant belly being like that's so cool if i forgot a diaper here's one right here in the bathroom at the brewery so. it's the little things breweries it's yeah. the little things i got we got to tell great notion to do that i mean yeah. come on they're, they're not the perfect brewery anymore no. they don't have diapers in the bathroom mm-hmm. ex novo really cool place very good beer, very good food. And then right around the corner from that is a place called the Lab Brewatory, which was really unique, had some of the strangest beers I've ever tasted. Didn't love them all, but, but if was, you it was a unique cool experience. Vibe. Really yeah. unique experience. So if you want to go and try like this crazy Japanese uh, plum sour that no one else is doing, you know, and they I think they they might have a few that they always have on, but essentially they have like 15, 20 beers and they're always experimenting. So it's all new stuff. So I really like La Brewatory. And then we went to one place in the southeast, too, that was pretty good. Culmination. Culmination. Yeah. Culmination had really. And but Sean, you'll you'll this will be funny to you. Um, we went to Culmination a second time because Heather really, really wanted the potatoes there. They have these right? amazing, like, smashed fried potatoes, they're called. And yes. again, because I can't drink, I'm all about the food at the brewery. Absolutely. And they were so freaking delicious that I wanted to go back with our friends, Courtney and Kayla, when they came down to Portland. And we went back there, and it just happened to be on a Sunday, Sunday. where they had, like, a special menu from a food truck, and they didn't have any of their regular food, and I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a food truck. I, I see this happening in they? Portland a decent amount. They had a food truck come in and take over their kitchen for a day and, and like do a special menu or so. I, I don't know. I yeah, see, and I there's a handful of restaurants too that like they won't have their own kitchen, but like in their parking lot, they'll have a food yeah. truck pod. So one that comes to mind is Prost on Mississippi, mm. uh, German beer bar. And then there's like three or four, you know, places where actually I think they do serve food, but they also have food trucks where you can right. go get food as well. Yeah, and so we went a culmination, great place. Again, very good beer. Heather was super this was the <laughs> third time I was going to culmination. You can see why I have to detox now. We talked about how many times <laughs> I went to Salt and Straw and Great Notion, Culmination. But um they didn't have that thing and she's like, What's up with this? Why is Portland so strange? Why are they having a food truck take over their kitchen? No, it would have been if they could make the potatoes and yeah. the guy's like, Oh, sorry, we if, can't do if it. If I didn't want those potatoes, maybe it would have been cool. But <laughs> anyway, I still like culmination and I really like their fried potatoes. Yeah. Now any of your favorite breweries? Because there was one you recommended that I thought was funny and interesting because I 
did not like it when I went, but you and everyone else seems to really love yeah, it. Yeah, Breakside, I think, is one of the, the best breweries out there. I think they have some of the best IPAs. The breaks, their standard Breakside IPAs won like all kinds of awards. Um, I really like, I want to say it's called their Lunchbox. It's a session IPA. Um, so I think I think a lot of their beers are great. So go check it out, and you can be the judge. You can uh, email Trav and let him know uh, if he was right or if I was right. Um, they I'm, also have good. F- they have a few locations. They have they have good food too. Like it's like a big. The one we went to in the northwest is a huge place, and it was. Yeah, and that's brand new. That's just open here in the last couple months. Um, Another one, again, in the vein of doing things a little bit different, as Portland does, I would go check out, is Cascade Brewery. Uh, They've got a nice brew pub. It's all sour beers, and they've got some of the best sours in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, The Sang Noir is one of my favorite beers anywhere, and I highly, highly recommend going to check it out. I had Cascade on my list the whole time. Like That was the only brewery that I wanted to get to that I never ended up getting to. So just another reason for us to go back. But maybe, maybe we'll get this baby out of the way. Yeah, maybe we <laughs> Out can of go. the way. I, I'm <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure, sure that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Get the baby out get the so baby that out. I can Heather experience can the We'll beer. go back to Cascade. We'll also go to that that jet. What was the name of the Japanese restaurant? Tanuki. Tanuki. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got some things to go to. What about cocktails? Because you're the cocktail guy. I, Heather and I, you know, we'll drink cocktails, but don't, you know, we're not huge. People will go and seek it out. Um you must have some recommendations. I mean, I could do cocktails. a whole, like, start my own entire podcast around <laughs> cocktails, specifically Portland cocktails. So for people who don't know me, I'm trying to go to the top 50 bars in the world. So I, I literally, I've been to like 21 of the top 50. So I travel around the world just to like find good cocktails. Um, as far as my favorite all around cocktail bar is called Teardrop. It's in the Pearl District. I would recommend going there for happy hour drinks and then going to... Um, uh, oven and shaker and get that pizza we talked about. Uh, but by far the best drinks in town, they're the most consistent you. It's one of those places you can go in and just say, make me a smoky old fashioned, whatever that means to you. And you will come up with, they will come up with something absolutely phenomenal. Uh, another really good choice. Another favorite of mine is rum club. Um, it's over, uh, on Sandy right across the river. Uh, the rum club old fashioned is a rum old fashioned that uses two different types of rum and is absolutely amazing. Um, again, want to get a little weird, do something a little bit different. Uh, Hele Pele is a tiki bar in a strip mall on Northeast Broadway. <laughs> And it has been widely recognized as one of the best bars in the world. Um, it's really? not on the list, but if you have ever wanted um, like a good Mai Tai or a good like tiki drink, you will not find any place anywhere in the world that does a better job than Heli Pele, that which is, is so praise. funny, like tiki drinks in a strip mall in Portland. And, right? and it's yeah. And it's great because you go, it's cool to go there like in the winter when you're like, I need to feel like I'm not somewhere in tropical. Yeah. And it's like I, the way I describe it to people is if you've ever been to like a rain forest cafe as a kid mm-hmm. where you know they have the like fake rainstorms mm-hmm. and stuff <laughs> they do that a lot of the drinks have fire um so it's it's really a good choice and for what you get the cocktails are actually uh relatively well priced too all right so we've got some cocktail points any any suggestions for wine specifically or or anywhere like wineries that are your favorite out in the countryside as yeah well. i mean there's so many heather listen up there are so many wineries in you know oregon so it's like if you're gonna go to oregon it's like you know for the most part you can skip the wine bar go take a day uh you know go down to newburgh dundee carlton go to wine country and go experience some of these so a few of a few favorites um soder 
is amazing. Um, Ponzi is close by to uh, the city. Uh, they've got like a great like bocce ball court and place to hang out. Um, Argyle for sparkling wines. Um, you can only get this at their tasting room, but they have uh, what's called a black brute, uh, which is a sparkling red Pinot Noir, Ooh, uh, which sounds that sounds good. It either sounds really good or really weird, but it is phenomenal. No, we had some red sparkling wine when we were in Australia and it was really good. Yeah, very good. Um, Willamette Valley Vineyards is really easy to get to because it's right off I-5. Um, so about an hour away in Salem. And even though it's right off the interstate, when you're up in their tasting room and at the like winery itself, you know, you don't feel like you're right by the side of the freeway and they have some of the more well-known really good uh, wines. And if you are in the city and you don't want to, you know, drive all the way down to wine country, I would uh, recommend going to Noble Rot. It's right across Burnside on the on East Burnside and it's up on like the fifth floor of a, a big red building and they've got an awesome balcony out there with a view of downtown and they're known for the wine. So I go Ooh, to a wine flight nice. there. Next and time check it out. I go, I also want to, tr- I want to go there. Done. <laughs> as soon as we get that baby out of the way, yeah, just right? get the out baby of the way, out of the way, out of the way. <laughs> uh, speaking of activities and getting outside the city, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because there's obviously a ton to do in the city food, drink. We've covered that extensively at this point. And I can't wait for you to come out with your podcast about cocktails, yeah, right? specifically Portland cocktails. Uh, uh, you'll have, you have one listener in me. You got to educate me to this cocktail mm-hmm. game. But, um, what about getting out of the city and some of the activities that you can do either in a day trip or like a day or two trip, you know, and you could stay out there. What are some of your favorites? Totally. Um, so one of the great things about Oregon is you're about an hour from the coast. You're about an hour from the mountains. So you literally, you get the best of all worlds. Um, Silver Creek Falls is about an hour and a half south of Portland. And I think the full hike, it's like a six mile hike and there's 10 waterfalls on it. Um, so really That's definitely worth it. Yeah, that's a great waterfall to mile ratio yeah right right like you don't have to hike too much and you get a lot of water and you don't have to do the whole thing south falls is the main one which is like basically right at the trailhead and there's kind of smaller loops we like that we like that right Mm -hmm. um so that's definitely worthwhile um there's also if you take the scenic route going up the columbia river gorge um so multnomah falls is a tourist trap i mean there will it will be packed on a summer weekend it is a they close the exit because you can't there's not enough parking we saw that when we went out there yeah this time. so if you're gonna do that do it on a weekday um take the there's a you'll notice there's a scenic route once you kind of get out there you'll see signs for it and there's like three or four other waterfalls that are kind of right off uh, the area there i want to say one's bridal veil falls one's horsetail falls um, there's a, a big scenic outlook that the, the name of it's escaping me right yeah, now. Yeah, we've done it twice. It's just if you take that that rural route, yes. it's just on that road and it, it goes along the Columbia River and it's it's just really, it's a beautiful drive. We've done it two different times. So yeah. I would definitely recommend yeah. that. Right also, out by Multnomah is also Oneonta Gorge, right? Yes. And have you done that? Or? I haven't. Okay, but. so the, I, I thought it was either we were talking that I haven't done it. Heather and I did do it and that's awesome, especially... Well, with kids, I mean, you don't have to do with kids. Listen, when we were there, there was a heavily pregnant woman climbing over the beaver dam with a baby in a backpack. Yeah, she was crazy. So I would not have done that. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I guess older kids. I'm just saying, like, you can do it. She had a toddler. You can do it with kids. But you do have to climb over this massive dam. Yeah, it's this huge log. I mean, yeah, these beavers built this big log dam that you climb. It's pretty neat and a little... Not scary, but you're like, yeah, I don't want to fall. This is going to hurt if I fall. But you climb up over that and then you get up about to your shoulders 
um, like there's a deep little part that you have to get up to your, about your shoulders or, or, or swim across until you get to the back waterfall. But I thought it's that cool. it's right by Multnomah, but yeah. I thought Oneonta Gorge was cooler than Multnomah myself. Totally. And one of the great things about Oregon in general is that there is world class of so many things. So for people that are either into or want to experience any kind of like wind sports, so like kiteboarding, windsurfing, things like that, Columbia River Gorge is one of the 10 best places in the world for it. So go to Hood River, go get some like kiteboarding lessons, uh, go to Double Mountain Brewery, get their pizza and their beer. It's yeah. unbelievable. Hood River in itself is a cute little town. Yes, that's a great day trip. That's where my wife and I actually got married was right outside Hood River. Um, for rock climbers, Smith Rock, one of the 10 best climbing spots in the world. People fly from all over the place wow. to come and experience this. Uh, it's about two and a half, three hours outside Portland uh, over towards Bend, uh, right outside Madras. Um, so you can go up over Mount Hood so you can see Mount Hood. You can stop at like Timothy Lake. Uh, it was beautiful mountain lake. You can stop at uh, Timberline Lodge where they uh, film the outdoor scenes for the movie The Shining. Um, it's got Timberline Ski Area has the longest ski area, <laughs> has the longest season for a um ski area in the united states so that's where the u.s snowboarding team goes and trains in the summer wow i had no idea that portland had all of this epic outdoor stuff i mean i knew there was a lot of hiking yep. and waterfalls and stuff like that but i had no idea about any of this other stuff yeah so that's i mean again that's one of the great things we've got some of the best beers in the world we've got some of the best food we've got some of the best climbing outdoor activity you name it so it's so what is a bad thing about portland is there anything? Uh, uh, there's, plenty, <laughs> there's plenty of things that are, are not my favorite. The traffic is getting worse. The taxes are very high. The homeless population is getting a little true. out of control. That is very true. So, you know, there are, there are definitely pros and cons with everything. And yeah. this earthquake they're talking about that's supposed to happen in the next 15 Oh, my years. gosh. Oh, my goodness. We're just not even going to think about that. <laughs> but, yeah, there are so many awesome things to do in Portland. I mean... You just you really can't go wrong. And no matter how long you're there, if it's just a couple of days or if it's a month, you literally wouldn't run out of things to do. Absolutely. We certainly didn't. We didn't even get to do everything that we wanted to, because then when you talk about getting into Portland, so we talk about getting out of it in in Portland. We did a cool, a few cool things that we had never done before. One, we did a hike up to Piddock Mansion. Yep. Um, which, well, we didn't, we actually, I shouldn't say we did a hike. We drove up to Piddock Mansion. Oh. There is quite <laughs> a lot of hikes around Piddock Mansion, but up in the Forest Park, you can yeah, go so all out through there. Forest Park, I believe the stat is it is the largest by acreage park within a major metropolitan area within the city limits anywhere in the country. Uh, so it's like 5,000 some acres, tons and tons of trails through the forest. It's, it's awesome. So basically the whole like Northwest Hills of Portland is all one giant forest with a bunch of hiking trails. Yeah. So you got tons of hiking up there. We also did the five T hike. Have you four T four T four T. Um, yeah. So it's basically the four modes of transportation. So you hike through the downtown area. It's like tram trail, taxi and train. I right. think is what it is. So, yeah. So there's tons of stuff. I, even if you can't get out of Portland, like if you don't have a car, you don't have time to go and explore nature outside of Portland. There's still plenty of nature that you can do in there. What about some other activities, just quick activities that people can do in the city? Yeah. So I would recommend going to Washington Park. Uh, this is, you know, in 
technically it's Southwest, but it's just kind of right up above the city. Uh, the International Rose Test Garden is one of the largest rose gardens. It's got the most varietals anywhere in the world. So if you go like May, June, May, June, July, it's absolutely gorgeous. There's flowers everywhere. And isn't it free also, the rose garden? It is free. Yeah, which um, is pretty cool. Yeah. And then right near there, literally in the same park, is the Japanese gardens. So it's one of the most authentic Japanese gardens outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does cost a little bit of money, but they just finished a giant renovation on it. I haven't actually Ooh, been since they did that. Yeah. We haven't been there since. No. It's to be I love this garden. I love this garden because I remember coming to Portland the year after we moved home from Japan and, you know, kind of missing Japan yeah. a little bit. And we went there and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have literally been transported to a garden in Japan. It was, it's beautiful. So it's definitely worth it if you enjoy gardens or you like Japanese culture or you just want to do something that's a little bit different. Totally. One of the things I think you shouldn't miss if you come to Portland, this might be our last activity unless you have some other suggestions, was going to Powell's Books. I mean, the largest, what is it? The largest book, is it the, the largest, largest independent, independent bookstore? bookstore in the world, I believe. Yeah. And just, uh, I mean, we go each time we come. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's huge. And it's just fun to browse. Oh my gosh. It's like five stories. It's right in the center of downtown, kind of bordering the Pearl District. So it's very convenient. It's definitely one of those things you can't miss. Uh, It's one of the things Portland's most well known for. Uh, One other random thing, again, in keeping with unique Portland things that I'm going to throw out as activities. there are a chain of restaurants uh, called McMinimins. So the oh, McMinimins right. brothers have Forgot. built, there's like 130 of them across Oregon and a few in Washington, but a few of them are really unique. What they've made their name for is taking old properties, renovating them, restoring them and doing, you know, kind of cool things with them. So two in particular that are worth checking out. One is the Kennedy school. Yes. Uh, very first we time I went there, the very first time we went there, Hath was because of a party thrown by this man right here. Yeah. We yeah. had like 300 people show up. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very fun party. over one day. Mm-hmm. So, so the Kennedy School was an old elementary school. It was going to be torn down. It's right off 33rd in Alberta. Um, and basically, they turned it into a giant entertainment complex. So they turned the gymnasium into a movie theater. They turned the cafeteria into a restaurant. Uh, they turned the detention room into a cigar and whiskey lounge. So there's like five restaurants and that bars. That detention room is awesome because it's tiny. Like you open it up and it's really, really small. Exactly. Uh, there's rooms. You can stay there. And then another one is right outside uh, Portland. So if you're going out to the Gorge, uh, if you're going out to Multnomah Falls, this is a great stop. It's called Edgefield. Um, it was the old county poorhouse uh, back in like the early 20th century. Again, fell out of, fell into disrepair. Everything shut down. They took over. And now it's this giant complex where they have a distillery. They have a winery. They have a brewery. They have two pitch and putt golf courses they have a um a movie theater they have a concert venue it is a unbelievable place to go out in the summer and just kind of hang out have some drinks have some fun you can go stay out there it's it's really a cool place and they bring a lot of big acts through like i remember looking at the list of concerts that they were having coming in pretty pretty big names and it's it's by far one of the best places to see a show in portland um in the last couple years i've seen ben harper out there i've seen uh jack white out there um some really cool shows and so mcmenamins so it's a it's a brothers right and it's a well they started with breweries right or they had their own beer and they took over a few places because in downtown portland there's a bunch of them yeah so there's the crystal hotel downtown um so they're literally all over the place and they range anywhere from just small like restaurants and strip malls to full-on complexes like the ones you know we mentioned with uh kennedy school edgefield if you make it over to bend old francis school is very cool if you're going out to the coast uh stopping at the grand lodge in 
in Forest Grove. Really cool spot was this giant old retirement home that they turned into this complex. Um, they have a free Frisbee golf course in the summer. That's kind of fun. Nice. nice. Um, so, you know, if you kind of do a little bit of research, check out their website. There's some really, really cool places that they've got. Yeah, I totally forgot about the Kennedy School, but I think that's one of the neatest things that we've done in Portland is the idea of the Kennedy School. It's just funny to walk into an elementary school that looks like a, a typical elementary school, uh, one that, you know, like it looked very similar to the one that I grew up in. And then you're like, no, I can actually drink in here and I can go down into like the steam room or whatever, the boiler room and they have yep. a bar there and all that kind of stuff. Definitely worth checking out and pretty easy to get to either Ubering out or biking out or walking out. It's right out there in the Northeast. Um, yeah, forgot about that. Glad you mentioned that, Sean. Um, so those are just some of the activities that you can do in the city. We talked about out of the city. I want to get to, as we wrap this up, of course, my favorite part of the whole Destination Diary segment is the can't miss, the skip, and the wish you had done. So we have three people here, so each person gets to give their own idea, and I and we never know what they are. So, Hath, ladies first, why don't you start us off? Can't miss, what is your, if someone comes to Portland, they have, like, the thing that they have to do, they cannot leave Portland without doing this. Okay, I think it's probably going to be the same as yours, and that is you have to go to Salt and Straw. Okay, well, we'll see if it's I, the same I, as mine. I don't know, I... If I thought about it more, I could probably have come up with something else. But since it's what we talk about and what we look forward to most as soon as we get to Portland, I have to say, salt and straw. Before we go any further, we didn't even mention coffee. Both of you are coffee lovers. So before we we go into the rest of that, quickly, favorite coffee places in Portland? Uh, Water Avenue, I think, has awesome coffee. I really, really like it. Um, Stumptown's obviously the one that's most well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a place called Coffee House Northwest. Uh, that's where I like to work. Um, and then also one of the best, you know, there's like five of them is Barista. Yeah, uh, they Barista make, is they my favorite. They make some of the best coffee. It's my favorite. I like it better than Stumptown. Oh, <gasps> gasp, I know. But I don't know, maybe just because Stumptown is so popular. I mean, it's still very good. But I went to Barista for the first time years ago and I love it and it was one of my favorite coffees in the world at the top of the list for a long time and still might be yeah so I would have gotten slayed on Twitter had I not mentioned (laughs) coffee because you know I'm always about the beer Heather's about the coffee and uh here I was and again Portland's one of the best beer cities in the world it's one of the best coffee cities in the world um you know we really we really do our like put yourself on the vices and things (laughs) Uh very well for sure until that earthquake comes right right. Portland's great until that earthquake comes so your can't miss salt and straw hat Sean what about your can't miss um Take mine with a grain of salt because you can't do it all of the time. But I'm going to say if you come to Portland, you can't miss a Timbers game. Okay. Um, Portland, we only have two professional sports teams. We have the Blazers and we have the MLS team, soccer team, the Timbers. Um, and you will not find anything closer to like a European Premier League game in the United States than Timbers. Uh, the okay. Timbers Army, they are the most passionate group of fans in the United States around arguably any sport wow like it is that insane and so you might have to scalp tickets to to get in but it is worth it for the atmosphere for the vibe it's very cool i remember the first time we came to portland and there was a timbers game i don't i think it was on a saturday and i remember being out at a bar or maybe even sunday because you know i'm like oh nfl football is on this no one watching nfl football everyone decked out in timbers gear getting ready to go to the game and i thought Jeez, like this is a crazy soccer mad town. Yep, absolutely. 
And if you're, if you're lucky enough to know someone who uh, has a membership to the most prestigious athletic club in Portland, <laughs> you can watch Timbers games from the deck up there or whatever it is. But um, yeah, all right. So next time I come out, we got to hit a Timbers game for Definitely. sure, because that's something I'd love to do and haven't done. My can't miss is going to be... You, you kind of guessed it. Has no. Is it the bang get, bang? Yeah, it's the bang bang. It's the salt <laughs> and straw. Trev always cheats. That's two things. It's the salt and straw, <laughs> great notion, bang bang. There is no better brewery ice cream combo. Well, it's my favorite brewery in the world and favorite ice cream, so of course there's no better combo. They're within a block of each other, people. I cannot stress how amazing it is. Once I find a house on that block, I'm buying it. I don't even care the price. I'm buying <laughs> oh, wow. it. Moving in. Okay. I'll be 600 pounds. Raining I'll in. die by the time I'm 45, but I'll die happy. All right. What about if you come to Portland, what's one thing that you could skip? I put voodoo donuts. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's Don't a, even bother. I, that was going to be mine. But <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll go with uh, the Chinese gardens. So we talked about okay. the Japanese gardens and how amazing that was. Chinese garden, it's in like, you know, old town, Chinatown, kind of a gritty part of Portland. It's right downtown. You don't get the like bucolic setting that you get up in Washington Park. Um, I would say go to the Japanese gardens and then okay. go do something else. I didn't even know there were Chinese gardens. So, so. And we've been there probably a total of three months out, you know. Big, uh, big tourist destination. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know there's Chinese gardens either. My skip is, man, we're right on point here. I was going to say Voodoo Donuts yeah. as well, but I'll, I'll change it a little bit and I'll say Lovely's 50-50. Oh, come Just on, to get Heather upset goodness. because come on, not worth the hype. Pizza not that great. Two small of ice cream scoops. You can skip it. Oh, Lovely's 50-50 is my skip. All right. I wish you had done half. Wish we had done. So all of mine are revolved around food. I guess that's because I can't drink. Um, and I didn't do very much hiking this trip. But I kind of wish we'd done this restaurant called Pock Pock, um, yeah. which Trav really wanted to go to because apparently they have cow soy there. And as many of you know, that's his favorite meal in the entire world. But for whatever reason, we just didn't make it there. I'm going to cheat, though, and add another one that I didn't know about. Out, but I want to try that salami pizza Oven with and the, shaker. Yeah, the honey. It is, it is amazing. Man, I want to eat that right now so badly. <laughs> Let's get it shipped to Philadelphia. All right. <laughs> All right. Your can't or your wish you had done. Sean. So this is a wish you had done and you've lived there for 10 years. So yeah. this is going to be really yeah, interesting. I feel like there's a few things on here and I'm just kind of blanking. But the one that comes to mind is Cathedral Park. So okay. Cathedral Park is down, uh, you know, Portland is known as like Bridgetown. We have a bunch of bridges that all go through the city. The one that is farthest to the north is uh, the St. John's Bridge. It's also probably the most scenic. It's a very pretty bridge that goes out to one of the northernmost areas. And right at the base of the bridge on the Willamette River is Cathedral Park. And I've seen some just spectacular photos from there. The place looks really, really cool. Um, and I have never been there. Um, so what I would do if someone was visiting, I would go out, I'd go to Cathedral Park and I would go to Savi's Island, which is a island kind of up north of the city um, that has a nude beach. It has a Ooh. pumpkin patch. Um, wow. No, a nude beach and a pumpkin patch. What more it's do you got, want? If you want like fresh fruit, there's like fruit stands out Keep there. Keep Portland weird. Keep it's, Portland It's just weird. kind of a cool, cool thing to go do out in the summer. They've got some swimming holes. It's, it's a good spot. Yeah, I actually have been to Cathedral Park, and I think we were talking about that. I took a bike ride up there from the Northeast up to uh, St. John's. Fun little bike ride if anyone's into biking. Uh, cool little paths to get you up there. And um, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And it yeah, a place that not a lot of people go because you're getting far away from the right. downtown and the main area at that point. Um, and it's very residential. And, you know, pe again, tourists aren't going to make their way up there a lot of times. But we really liked it. Or I really liked it up there when we were at Cathedral Park. So that was, that was cool. Also, going down south then to the Selwood area. 
um, as well, I thought was pretty neat. Selwood yeah. in Eastmoreland, um, which is just south of downtown. A little bit harder to get to, but really cool spot. There's some good restaurants over there for yeah. sure. My wish we had, my wish I had done, again, I'm going to give Sean, I mean, that place, Japanese... Um, what was it? Japanese Tanuki. robot <laughs> porn. <laughs> Japanese zombie, zombie porn. Zombie, excuse me, not robot. Yeah, zombie porn. <laughs> with, and I love weird, quirky places to eat, especially if they look like dives and then look like dives even more when you get inside. So, um, yeah, that's my wish I had done. Tanuki? Tanuki. 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 So we got Tanuki and Pock Pock we got to get to. I watched a documentary about Pock Pock as soon as I got home to Philadelphia from Portland, and I thought... It was an awesome documentary called Farang, which you know means basically yep. foreigner in in Thai. And I'm like, why did I Can't not make it here? I cannot do believe it. I made it. So we've got some stuff oh, to do when we go back to Portland. Um, Something so to look forward. There you guys have it. Uh, a lot about Portland. That is our updated destination diary on Portland. Plenty to see. Plenty to do. Until the, get there before the earthquake happens, right? Yeah, you got right. everything, including a pumpkin patch and nude beach. Um, so check that out. Also, don't forget, we got to give a shout out to Sean for, for joining us today. And uh, if you are interested in the stuff that you do, Sean, tell everyone where they can find more stuff about you because you got some pretty cool things going on. Yeah, absolutely. The best way to find me is uh, locationrebel.com. Um, I help people build small businesses, allow them to travel anywhere in the world. Uh, so if you have any questions about any, any of that, you can reach me at Sean at locationrebel.com at Sean Ogle, S-E-A-N-O-G-L-E on Instagram. And for any of you weirdos, there's probably not many of your listeners that are into golf, uh, breaking <laughs> 80 with 80 spelt out, trying to play the top 100 golf courses in the world. I go take cool photos as I uh, travel around and document the journey. Yeah, so Sean trying to drink at the top fifty bars in the world, trying to play the top one hundred golf courses. I like this, lists, okay? Yeah, I like listicle. lists. Yeah, this life is tough. You have it, and tough. I apparently I like seventy year old retiree hobbies. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And I mean, you really have a tough life because here we're recording this podcast. You're lounging on our vintage couch with a Norwegian sheepskin rug. I just it fits as you we're getting perfect. ready to go to dinner at one of the most exclusive restaurants in Philadelphia. <laughs> this is a very have the hard tasty life. menu. And can you believe that Heather? doesn't get air conditioning while recording this podcast oh my gosh the horrors so thank you guys for joining us today we really appreciate it. don't forget uh, if you want to get the show notes for this we l- mentioned a ton i almost cursed there and said s load then we would have <laughs> to put a little e next to our podcast this one. we mentioned a ton of places to eat drink things to do we will have them all linked up in the show notes you can get that extra pack of peanuts.com slash shows don't forget as well if you're looking for a good travel backpack tortugabackpacks.com use the promo code epop that'll get you epop i almost didn't spell it out I that'll know. get you 10 percent off your entire order and uh we really appreciate it guys sean thanks for joining us you have earned your meal tonight I can't wait. I am so excited. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, guys. Thanks for the support, as always. That makes us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris.